everybody. It's your boy Toth coming at you again for another new episode of Unpopular. Today is August 23rd, 2019. It's currently past 11 a.m. It's kind of a gloomy day. Looks like it's going to rain, but not really. It's kind of like partly cloudy one of those kind of days. I was just sitting here before the show started, and I was just eating some golden grams. I haven't had golden grams in a long time. I used to eat them a lot when I was a kid. Just one of those things just, I don't know, like, something you just like as a kid, then you just kind of stop eating it. Then I had some golden grams this morning for cereal, and I was like, man, these taste really good. I should have was like, why did I stop eating these? I think I just got converted by Apple Jacks. I was a huge, like, Apple Jacks freak when I was a kid. You guys got any favorite cereals? Some people always try to get me to try Fruit Loops. I could not stand Fruit Loops. Like, I like Toucan Sam, but Fruit Loops taste like medicine. Um, Frosted Flakes is cool, but, like, it's got too much sugar in it, and it would make me hyper and stuff. My mom is a big fan of Special K, just like regular cornflakes with, like, strawberries. You're probably wondering, why the hell am I talking about cornflakes? Well, it is the AM hours. Not to mention, I can talk about whatever I want. That's why the show is called Unpopular. We talk about unpopular things. And did you know that people who eat cereal, they live longer? Probably because of the milk stuff. So, but anyway, uh, I hope everybody's having a good Friday morning. And another episode of Unpopular, and today we're just going to be talking about the obvious news this week with, um, you know, NXT going to USA and all that jazz and stuff. Expect JCD and probably Kami to call in. Um, he said he would try to call in, so won't be going too long this week. We're supposed to just we were supposed to uh, skip this week and then do a show next week because we got the three big shows next week, but we went ahead and decided to have a show this week. So, but anyway, if you'd like to call in, the guest number is three four seven two zero five nine eight six eight. Again, the guest number is 347-205-9868. And um, I've been told that I should promote my Twitter more. You can follow me at Toph Knows Best. That's at Toph Knows Best, like the old Hogan show, Toph Knows Best or Hogan Knows Best or whatever. Anyway, I see John is on, and I'm going to go ahead and bring him in. Hey, what's up, JCD? What's up, dude? Uh, I'm just chilling. I was just talking about cereal. Do you have a favorite cereal? Cocoa Krispies. Oh man, that's a good one. I haven't had that one in a while. Yeah, I I, I love anything that I could turn into chocolate. Um, you know, while I'm having it. Mm-hmm. So you know, Cocoa Krispies is you know a good one for me. When your sons get of the right age, whatever you do. Make sure you uh, keep them away from Rice Krispies because those things can make kids really hyper. That might explain a lot because my my kids have Rice Rice Krispies, um, a lot. <laughs> so that might explain. Mm-hmm. A yeah, like if yeah. you can find like the little small chipped ones, that's fine. But like the big bars, like when I was a kid, I knew kids that would oh, like fight oh, over the, those the Rice bars. Krispie treats. Yeah, now they're like they call them. They call them like snack size or something. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that they, they don't. They're no longer like the four-inch bars anymore. They're yeah. They're quote unquote they're snack size now. Um, okay. And I mean, if they're two inches, they're a lot. You know, mm. they're not. Oh. They're not terribly big. The big one has them. Oh. The little one, not yet. Before we start, I got one last reference of a of candy thing that I believe died. 
it, I mean, if it exists, I certainly don't see it anymore. When I was a kid, there was this, it was, I believe technically it was labeled a snack thing. They were called Dunkaroos. It was like a a pack with cookies that looked like kangaroos, but they came like with this cream sauce. And I swear, they put like crack in that cream. It was so good. And it was so good. Most kids I knew, they never ate the cookies. They would just take the cream and eat it. And I remember like it was actually outlawed. <laughs> it was outlawed in some schools. But really? like they couldn't sell it. Yeah, yeah. As far as I know, it's dead. It's been dead for quite some time and probably so. I, I really should pay more attention to the, the sweets. Like admittedly, like when I go to grocery stores, half the time I don't even pay attention to the sweets section because I don't really eat candy. And I'm just kind of like the other nah, day I was in the store. They don't mm-hmm. even have them in, like, grocery stores because now I don't know about by you, but by me, the whole big thing is, like, these separate, you know, um, like, standalone candy. Oh, okay, I got you. You know, that, that like, have everything in the tub, whatever, and it's just – I mean, they, they, they are ridiculous. They, they, they rape, they pillage you, um, you know. Um, in the price, like, because they do everything by like a half pound or a quarter pound. Your book report's done. Um, you know, stuff like that. So it's just like, uh, <laughs> I remember one night, me and my wife, this was like, I think a year after we got married, we went into, we went into Manhattan, went to this place to have dinner, and they were like, oh, it's like a, you know, whatever, a half hour away. So we're like, all right. So there was, uh, this candy store. It's pretty famous. It's been in a few movies. Um, called Dylan's, Dylan's Candy Store. And I have a ridiculous sweet tooth. Like, it is amazing that, forget about type 1 or 2, it's amazing that I don't have, like, type 6 diabetes. Like, that's how bad my sweet tooth is. Um, And we went in and, you know, we got, you know, a couple bags, you know, put a handful of this in, put a scoop of that in. You know, oh, wow, I haven't had these in front, put a scoop of that. Chris, we had three bags. $78. $78. Jeez, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so gone are the days where you go to the corner candy store, get a pack of, like, Starburst for $0.75, cents, and that was it. Now it's like, forget it. It's like extortion. I cringe whenever I'm in the mall and I walk past the candy shop, especially with the older one. He's got a little bit of a sweet tooth, and it's like, oh, can we go in there? I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm not taking out a a personal loan just to buy you some candy. I see. We also have uh, Kami just called in. Uh, Kami, are you there? Yeah, I can relate to that mall candy store thing. <laughs> I, used, <laughs> I used to uh, go to the one uh, in Tennessee, and man, I would fill that bag up to. The very very top man leave out of there paying like twenty five bucks for a bunch of candy. And and what about you? What about you, Amy? What, what's your favorite cereal when you were growing up? What, what was your favorite cereal? Okay, so I'm not. I wasn't a biggest cereal fan, but I used to love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And then um, one. That's a good one. And then and then uh, I liked. Um, the the peanut butter crunch too from the Captain Crunch stuff. Oh yeah, I remember that one. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. I haven't had Captain Crunch dude, in a long time. 
Dude, real quick on the candy. Was it always a case like you'd initially have some and then the bag would sit for like three weeks? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. Where, the kid, where the bag would just be sitting there. Like, like um, they used to have that at the store in L.A. too. I forget the name of it, but I don't know if it's if it's there anymore. But, um, yeah, it was, it's like um, – but, yeah, that stuff. Like, there were times where I ran out of regular food, and all I had was that candy <laughs> that, that I – this might yeah. trigger you, KME, because you're a professor. My math professor, when I was a freshman, he used to get those nerds candies, you know, like a little box, little nerds, small oh, yeah. pieces of, of candy. Yeah. yeah, he used to leave those on his um, on his office desk in his room. Like, you know how, like, when you're in college, you can go to the professor's office, like, for counseling or whatever. And um, I would pass by his office every day because his office was near the exit of the building that it was in. And out of curiosity, like one time I went to his office and he wasn't there and I noticed there was a box of nerds there and I was like, Oh, okay. Then the very next week, that same box was still there. So he, he had it sitting out for like a week, I guess. And I mean, he was a math professor. Math professors can be a little weird. You know, they're, they're all out there. No offense to any math teachers out there. So, but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. anyway, so we're going to and, and, uh, get started for today's episode. Uh, the big news for this week is the uh, – well, actually, we, we have the episode just really separated into three different portions. Today's episode won't be as long because uh, we covered a lot of topics last week. So the first thing of the discussion is, uh, you know, NXT going to USA, what happened with Fox. We're going to go through that. Then we're going to talk about the um, the rumors of 205. To those who don't know, there's rumors that 205 might be removed, repackaged. We'll go through that. And then we'll talk about, you know, the usual, like, you know, how is the NXT stuff going to affect uh, AEW. But really what I also want to talk about is, because uh, you guys know more about FS1 than me, is because, uh, you know, Fox was under the mm-hmm. impression that NXT was going to be on their show, and, and clearly that's not the case. So I'm just going to talk about stuff like in that order, because we talked about so many things last week already. So, you know. Yeah, okay. So what were we going to say, John? John? So John probably is like, he's probably like doing something for one of his sons. I'm sure he'll be back. So um, okay. so I'll just start with the Fox yeah. thing, and then I'll just uh, go to UK and me. So uh, Fox was supposed okay. to, they were under the impression, when, from what I understand, the general gist of it is when, um, you know, it was, from what I understand, it was basically a, a you scratch my back, I scratch your back. So like when they took Smack, when they negotiated SmackDown to move to Fox, the idea was that they wanted to have more WWE content on their channel. And they were under the assumption that NXT would be on their channel as well. But for a variety of reasons, they ultimately, they being WWE, they decided to have NXT be on USA instead. And from what I gather, that has kind of annoyed Fox because at this moment, USA Network has Raw, SmackDown, they're going to have NXT. They have the Miz and Mrs. show, the Miz and Maurice. And Steve Austin, who, you know, has the undertones of a former WWE superstar. So really it's USA Network that kind of comes off more as the WWE thing. And then there's the possibility that that because of the whole, like, bait-and-switch scenario going on, that might affect, like, when SmackDown goes to, to Fox, 
you know, if their ratings aren't up to snuff, then Fox might be petty and do something later. Uh, that's kind of the impression I'm under. I mean, what what do you think, Kate? Right. Yeah, that's always a chance. Um, here's the thing I know about television, um, having worked in television, is that any time there is a um, that that there's a contract, any kind of television crap contract, there's always an out. I don't. I've never seen a situation where there wasn't an out. If if the if a show doesn't perform at a certain level, then you know they always there's always the option to nix it or move it to FS1 or whatever. Uh, I think them going to USA. I understand why they went to USA. USA is not a hard to find cable network, and USA is going to be on the same tier. Um, as as other as TNT on most streaming services or most or most um, cable packages, uh, TNT and USA are going to be almost right next to each other on YouTube television. Um, TNT is like first of the cable networks, and then like third or fourth down is USA on Directv. Um, USA, I forget the channel. I think USA is 246, and then TNT is not that far away from that. So I get it, but also I just do not understand what the point, unless they change, are they changing Evolve to their developmental? Because what's going on doesn't make much sense not to a, me. Cause not officially. Yeah. Right, yeah, unofficially. Yeah, unofficially. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Austin Theory appearing at Takeover while being the Evolve champion pretty much should tell you what Evolve right. is basically going to be going and, forward. And, without, and that, without, that there'll bothered, never be an official announcement that Evolve right. is like the new quote-unquote developmental, but you could mm. see where, okay, Gabe, you know, let's focus on whoever, okay? Get them ready, and then we're going to, you know, bring them up. That's what's going to happen. I'm telling you, theory, and, and everybody said, oh, it's no big deal. Theory's not signed. What happened two days later? Theory was listed in that new list of uh, uh, signees, the one that had uh, King Quano and uh, who else was in that class? Santana. Oh, uh, Santana Garrett. Santana yeah. Right, right, right. Um, don't tell I'm, – and I'm not saying you guys are. Sorry, I, I had to hop off for a second. My wife called. But don't okay. tell me – I don't want anybody to tell me that Evolve and even progress on the international side is not the new developmental. It might not be officially said, but don't try to tell me it's not. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Think, I mean I – think, I think when they aired that network special – we all kind of knew, like, because it's like, yeah, and I, I, yeah, go ahead. No, and, and they're doing the right thing in the sense of, well, you know, it's not just us using their talent. We're sending guys who have history there. We're sending them there, which is great. Don't get me wrong. You know what? You, you want Austin, you, you're going to take Austin Theory and put him on takeover. That's fine. At least, hey, listen, we'll give you Riddle. We'll give you Strong. We'll give you Cole. And they're doing it with the right guys who have the history there. 
it's not like they're taking, I'm just throwing a name out, Punishment Martinez, who never appeared for Evolve, and sending them there. At least they're taking guys and they're getting some of these quote-unquote dream matches, at least from the Evolve side, and they're getting them done. So, I mean, it's a relationship that, you know, it's obviously helping Evolve between the recognition, they're getting the, the talent, but, yeah, you can't tell me that Evolve isn't the new, quote-unquote, developmental territory for WWE. You can't tell me that. Pretty much, and, um, I mean, this is just, uh, I have no confirmation of this. This is just fans being um, um, speculative. Um, from day one, you know, and he's not being used on TV right now, and again, this is just speculative. This is just something that fans have been tossing around for most of the year. There could be truth to it, or it just could just be fans just throwing shit at the wall to see what sits. Um, ever since EC3 has come to WWE, he hasn't really had a good run on the main roster or on NXT. And I remember when he was part of Impact Wrestling, there was a period of time when Impact had kind of a brief relationship with Evolve. I remember specifically there was one Evolve situation where EC3 and Drew Galloway, as he was called, yep. they showed up at Evolve. It was like an invasion angle where they beat down some Evolve people. Yeah. Right, and EC3 cut this promo where he basically kind of buried Evolve. Um, but again, like EC3 was, was being a heel because he was a heel at the time. Yeah, so. It yeah, wasn't right, a right. promo. It was just this is where the story's going, and EC3, right. who was, you know, a major heel at the time for Impact, still. I don't think he was mm-hmm. a face yet, but he was a heel. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. Right. Was he so he, he kind of like cut this. I don't know. He was no. He was a heel. He, he cut like a heel he promo a heel, and, yeah. and and he cut, yeah. He right. did what a heel in that type of angle would do. He cut the perfect promo right. for that story. You know, shitting on shitting because, on the company. Right, right. And there's there's a rumor, well, not a rumor, but fans have just assumed that, you know, because of the because because of the impact's relationship was not secure. It was it was a one off. Like they were like an experimental thing, at the time. But this, the story yeah. that fans like to say is that perhaps the promo may have rubbed people the wrong way. And that's why EC3 has been treated the way he has been treated. I don't yeah, think there's any if, truth if to it. I just think case, that. If that's the case, mm-hmm. that's either A, a stupid theory, because, again, it wasn't a shoot, or B, right. that's a stupid reason to bury him if you're WWE, okay? I, I, mean, I just think that when someone's used poorly, fans are just looking for something. They're digging and they're trying I to find think, something, I and a lot of times you find something out there. You know what he is to be, you know, and and we've seen it a million and one times. You know, you know, with maybe Christian being and got you know guys like Christian Booker, you know, who came back being an exception before EC3 still falls under that old category for some reason that even though you were here initially you're not ours like Cassius Ono yes Cassius Ono left and he went out in the indies he went back to ROH for a little bit he was Chris Hero but when they brought Mm -hmm. him back they brought him back as Cassius Ono 
For whatever reason with EC3, they did not bring him back as Derek Bateman. They brought him back as EC3. So it has that TNA touch to it. And and I know people are going to say, well, what about Joe? What about Styles? No, no, you're yeah, okay. I think with but because with they Joe brought him and... back as EC3, they're doing everything in you know to pretty much kill, you know. Oh, you know, you were a top guy there. You don't, you don't mean shit here. Right. For me, yeah, it's always think... it's always been like, oh, you going, Katie? You going to what you saying? Yeah, no, I, I I kind of agree. I think with um, EC3. It's the fact that he did start in WWE, but he came, he became a star in TNA. TNA. Yeah, and I yeah. think with the other guys, they they got had they all they started in WWE also, but they weren't like doing anything of significance in WWE to like even notice. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you didn't know wrestling, you wouldn't know that Joe. Uh, wrestled S.A. Rios on an episode of um, one of those heat. crap shows. <laughs> I forget the name of it. Or you wouldn't know. I think, I think, they, I think they wrestled on Heat. Yeah, heat or Velocity. It's one of the velocity. other. Velocity. We always feel mad. Yeah. It's, you know. Yeah. But, um, and then AJ just, as I, well. But but they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're different guys that, like, it's, it's just, it's not the same exact thing. And I think with, um, I, with Joe, uh, not with Joe, with um, EC3, I don't think this D push is going to last. I do think he, I, th- I think there, there's a reason to push him now. So I think he'll, he'll, they'll slowly kind of move him up the They've been trying some stuff with him. Like, they've been trying some stuff with him on, on the house shows. Like, they tried him with Bud right before, like, the 24-7 title uh, came about. They, they, um... They what you call it? They uh, he was working with with Bud as his manager on some house shows. Uh, they did something where they were gonna. They actually were running like a six man team. It was him, Rude, and I want I want to say Cesaro. They were some sort of like. They were some sort of unofficial group. They were working six mans on like house shows. Um you know, and I mean obviously with Cesaro doing his own thing now, it did he go in but it's just the point that to K- KME's right, something's probably coming down the pike with him eventually because at least they're they're trying stuff with him. It so that that right. tells me you they at least want to try to do something with him. You know, yeah, is it going to be the greatest thing in the world? Probably not, but at least it's showing that they're, you know, let's see what we can do with this guy to make something stick with him. Yeah, and, and the thing is, too, is if they don't, you know, start doing right by that guy, um, he is going to go on the first thing smoking to AEW and have a feud with um, MJF, so... I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, but no, I, no, I, I, no think, offense, I think the problem. No, no offense the to MJF. MJF is great, but I, I feel like where MJF is really lucky, I've said this millions of times, MJF is great, but he's lucky that EC3 is just not doing anything in WWE because 
MJF is basically just EC3 dialed up to an 11. And that's all right. There's nothing wrong with that because everything in wrestling is inspired I, from something I don't else. Think, yeah, but here's the problem. If EC3 went to AEW, especially the feud with, with MJF, MJF is, I mean, he's going to be, he, let me rephrase that, he should be one of their guys. So all you're going to do, and mm-hmm. this is the problem, okay, I don't know what EC3's contract is at all. I'm not even going to pretend to know. But let's just say whatever. It it ended the end of this month. And you brought EC3 in the minute he was available. Okay? The minute he was available. You just you're just feeding some jobber guy in WWE to MJF. That's the problem. Well, if they, it, de- it depends on – see, that's, that's the thing, because that, that was the argument for Drew McIntyre. But you, you – because I remember people saying that with about him and TNA is like he's a dumb – I think there's certain guys that can outlive dumb – like Zack Ryder can't. <laughs> Zack Ryder, anywhere he goes, is going to be Zack Ryder. So, so is Kurt Hawkins. There are certain guys that are – forever jobber status. I don't think that's EC3. I don't think that's guys no, that he everybody be. already knows. I agree with like, you. He shouldn't yeah. be, but the problem is the immediate reaction will be that. Now, are you going to bring in are you going to bring in EC3 take the time to build him up and then do a feud with him and MJF? Then that's a different animal. So, but if you're bringing the one guy in, that I, I think about the most in this particular substance, to me, he's very underrated, and he's still around. Is John Morrison? You know, John Morrison was brought up yeah. through their developmental system. He was, you know, he was doing the tag team stuff with the Miz, which I enjoyed. I did like them as a tag team. And then, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, they both they both did their singles thing, and then they both, you know, started their singles career. And then I remember and. And like late 2010, early 2011, they were giving Morrison a push. He was actually like, mm-hmm. he wasn't winning against like Cena, but he was being put like in matches with Cena and Orton and the guys who were like on yeah. top of the time. And, and then, you know, around the end of his contract, you know, he started losing as most people do. And yeah, at the time, bad. you know, you got to remember, right, right, yeah, he never looked bad. They were, and maybe part of it was just like with Ambrose, they were trying to get him to re-sign up until the last minute. But the right. difference between an EC3 and a Morrison is Morrison still had some, you know, Morrison was they, still they, yeah, being he, he wasn't the He wasn't the dweeb that EC3 is. Yeah. Right. Like, well, what I was, well, the know, reason like, I was bringing him up Morrison, is because he, he saw, was, Morrison saw where he was at that point in time. He saw the right wall at that point. That, around the time he left, like, Punk was getting over, Ryder, the whole woo-woo-woo stuff was getting over, yeah, Brian was getting over, and he was kind of going down the card. He was just an intercontinental U.S. title level. Like, he wasn't getting any higher than that. And he was, he was just going to kind of transition. At this point. Right, right, pretty much. So, he, and ironically, his last match was against Ziggler. It was a Survivor the Series Miz, at no, Madison Square Garden. Uh, Miz, no, Miz, on a, on a, on a Okay. Oh, raw, raw next night, right, raw. So what I liked about him was he saw the writing on the wall, he saw what was happening, and so he chose not to resign. And since right. then, he's just been in the Indies, and he's just been doing his own thing. He's been in Lucha, he's been in Impact, 
He's in great shape. He's gotten better promos. And sooner or later, one day, whether he goes back to WWE or goes to AEW or tries out New Japan, someday he's going to go to a bigger promotion. And when he does, he's going to be a bigger star because of it. I respect the fact that he took a chance on himself and basically just, like, yeah, but, bounced. Yeah, he but didn't, Chris, you, you, you know, just he kinda, didn't. You just kinda, yeah, but, Chris, the difference with Morrison is Morrison wasn't destroyed to basically nothing. And I'm sorry, yeah, but I, I, I feel he, like they've done that. He's close. He's close to that. You know, no. he's not on TV. EC3, he's close to that. Oh, he's, well, you know, according, he's to, according to Moxley, guys. Vince doesn't like him because of the match they had on Raw, the one where EC3 yeah, beat him and fans booed. And that's the thing, too. It's like I think the smart fans would, would know that EC3 is not in the same – vain as Val Venus or Zack Ryder mm-hmm. or Kurt Hawkins or any other the other of those career jobbers. I think the the I don't think he it, it's a stretch to to um accept him see, in the upper tier wherever the problem, he goes. I don't know and, and maybe it's just me. Here's the problem E C three would have post WWE. Unless he's gonna see you said it perfectly tough with Morrison. He went here, he went there, he was, you know, he was able to, you know, he always had that marquee value. Okay? You know, there, there was a lot of that. You know, I don't know if EC3 goes to, you know, MLW and shoots up the card right away. You know, well, I don't know if this is my, this, this might be a hot take for some fans. I don't think it's a hot take. This might trigger some NXT fans. I mean, we can sit here, especially you, Tammy, because I know how you were back in the day on the wall when like, I first met you. Uh, I can sit here and I can just completely bury TNA or Impact Wrestling. I can sit here and bury it from here to tomorrow. But one of the things I will give TNA, of all promotions, WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan, TNA. The one thing that they were very good at, to this day, they're still good at it. TNA was very good at making nobodies into somebodies. Yeah. They yeah. took the yeah. most people that I've never heard of and yeah. they turned them into someone that I knew about. They have made, yeah. TNA has made more stars than NXT this was has done in like four years. This was Derek right. Hinton and, we're talking about. And I just think I, I just think that, that WWE is right. I just think that WWE is salty because all these other dudes that have come in, like you know, Kenta, Nakamura, Aries, Rude, Storm for the brief time he was there. Like all these dudes were wherever they came from, they were stars. People knew them already. Yeah. Eric Bateman was a nobody. TNA yep. turned him into a star. He was a star yep. without WWE. And I always feel like, and I just feel like WWE was salty. I feel like he was salty. I'm not saying EC3 was like yeah, a millionaire yeah, or no, anything. I, I, I agree with that. That's why, that's why they probably didn't bring him back as Derek Bateman. That's why they brought him back as EC3 so they could turn around and be like, oh, yeah, watch us break this character down who was a big fish over there. Yeah. Watch us turn him into... Nothing here. I. Right. That's exactly what it was. 
And the thing that annoys me the most about EC3 is on NXT, he was really starting to hit his stride, man. Yeah. And then they just called him up for no reason. Yep. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I, I, and he did, he did. This is the thing. He, wherever he goes, he can say, I beat AJ Styles. I beat Mox. Oh, yeah. Like if the, yeah the, he can do that. So he's yeah. not, again, he's not Kurt Hawkins. But no, he. He he could you're right. He could turn around and pretty much list all those guys that TNA fed him and exactly added Moxley to it because he beat him on that Raw. And you're right. right. He's, you're right. You know what? Then I, I'll, I'll take that back. You're right. That a, a promo or two of that could could legitimize him. You're right. I just I just I hate what yeah. they've done to him because I I really. You know what it was, and and Chris knows I talk about this all the time. You look at when there's a mass influx of talent at one yeah. time or one general period, there always seems to be one guy that just falls through the cracks. I mean, even take it as far back as 2000, Taz debuts. Two weeks later, the Radicals show up. What what does Taz mm-hmm. become? And afterthought. Go further down the line. Aries debuts. A few weeks later, AJ, the club Nakamura. Aries right. the crack. You know, same thing even with Keith Lee. You got all these other guys. Keith Lee falls to the crack. EC3 was part of a huge class that was signed. And again, right. I think he's, you know, I mean, they'll probably, there's probably other reasons too. But if you look at history, when there's this mass influx, Someone always ends up. There's always one guy too many. And in this case, right. besides all the other shit, that's the other part of it as well. Is that right. like, you know, they brought in, I think he was in the class with like the War Raiders and a couple mm-hmm. other guys. And it was Ricochet. Um, and then, yeah, it's just, okay, well, you know, oh, okay, we have ec too. All right, well, whatever, you know. Right. All right. So getting back um, to the initial uh, NXT thing, pretty much what we were all saying really is that Evolve is um, an indirect, um, you know, indirect developmental. NXT developmental, will start yeah. on on uh, September 18th. Is that correct? Yep. Yes. The 18th. Right. Okay. All right. So they got a two week head start. Right. So they got two weeks. You can't treat those. Once they get to national television, you cannot treat those NXT stars like fucking uh, indie guys anymore. Like, say, let's just say they debut on um, USA. And let's say the bottom end of the viewership on USA is 500,000 viewers. That's still a significant bump from the network. Um, And you, you can't you can't pay guys like scrubs when they're getting it because their merch sales will probably go. Well, no, the, the the show money, is good. The, they're going to be paid. Their pay is going to be adjusted. That's already yeah, been said. They've already right, started. So contracts yeah. are going to be reworked. That's not going to be an issue. That has that's to gonna, happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's going yeah. to and happen. And the other thing that's going to happen. It's just going to take some and, time. 
and the other yeah. thing that's going to happen, and a lot of uh, NXT diehards, this this triggers a lot of NXT diehards, and it's not a bad thing. It's just the truth. I mean, I know Jim Cornette hates everything, but he actually talked about this very calmly recently. But yeah, one of the bright sides point. about this is, yeah, he does he does have good points. But um, them going to USA Network, NXT is going to actually turn a profit now because they weren't making yeah. any money before. They're actually yeah. going to make money yeah. now. And a lot of NXT fans yeah. don't want to hear that. Oh, NXT is awesome. Right, right. You know, so uh-huh. that's good. Was, so NXT will, will, will be two hours. I would have preferred them going to USA or FS1 with just the one hour because I do think you could still cut into AEW's um, audience if you're going head-to-head even for that one hour. Um, and it, and it's, it's a better way to save face just in case, you know. I don't I – don't, I, I do not appreciate this oversaturation of anything, first of all. Right. But WWE is just um, – it's just too much of it for me to keep up with. On yeah, a, but it, on a it's weekly. a different – see, I, I heard Jericho make that comment this week that it's, it's an it's, you're oversaturating the product. And I'm going to disagree with that, not because Jericho said it, but because it's a different version of the product. If this was a third show that was going to incorporate Raw and SmackDown stuff, I would agree with you. If this was basically Heat and Velocity put together and being put on Wednesday nights, I would agree with that a thousand percent. It's it's gonna be that that I it's gonna be that and you're right innocent until proven guilty, but it's WWE. I don't see them staying in that format if AEW is it comes out the gate swinging. Like say, um, say let's just throw this out there. CM Punk is going to debut on AEW and it gets announced at the next show or whatever. They're okay. going to lose in the ratings with, with the stars they have in NXT. They, oh, they, without and a like doubt. A, yeah, if, so if AEW gonna, is able to pull Punk out of their hat for October 2nd, without a doubt, AEW beats NXT that night. So, so yeah, so like, do you think, I don't think Vince is going to be having that. <laughs> if, if if that happens see, this, in AE, see, see, I, see, this is how I feel, Jamie. I'm I'm with you, but I'm like I'm like with you in a different way. See, Vince is Vince is um um Knox Knox of all people said this. Uh, Mike Knox from from is he still with BDSR? Jamie, yeah, I don't know if he is or not, or is he? Right, yeah, right. Knox said grand, this. Yeah. He's, right, Knox Knox said this earlier, and you know I don't always agree with Knox. But when they were doing the whole Corbin Angle thing, a lot of fans were upset about it. And I was actually curious to, to hear what Knox wanted to say when he did his media review earlier this year. And he actually said something I agree. And, um, you know, a lot of WWE fans don't even realize this or they just forgot. Knox said straight up that fans forget that Angle was in TNA longer than he was in WWE. And it's like, holy shit, you're right, he was. He was in TNA longer. Yeah. Than he was there to be, and and Knox went on to say that Vince can that be petty sometimes. That does not sometimes. play a role in that. That does not play a role in that. That does not. Well, he didn't say it did. Vince he didn't has, say it did. He just okay, simply he was just implying he that Vince is petty. It, though, no, see that that I won't agree with. 
I think what happened well, was I think the, Vince had the a point was the point that Nuts was making what? is that Vince can be petty and he can hold grudges. That's all. So the reason I was bringing it up is yeah, outside of the whole AEW thing. When you, when you say it like that, when he says it like that, you are basically saying it. You're just not okay. Maybe you're not using the specific words, but that's what you're saying. That is one million percent. The angle thing was not a TNA. Thing. I don't. The angle thing had to do with the fact that Vince had these batshit crazy plans for Corbin and needed a way to do it. I think and that Cor- Angle's last run, he felt like a scrub. That's the problem. Like when he when he no, was finishing up, Angle didn't well, feel I important. Do, he I felt mean, like, like a scrub. This is WWE. They do this with guys. They, Whether he they're main event in WrestleMania, he was the last match before the triple threat. If, if Angle didn't matter, Angle would have went on second. No, that wasn't. Uh, he he was. Oh yeah, that he did co-main event that WrestleMania. He did. Oh, with with Angle. The build-up though, he is, still felt like a scrub. Would they, well, WWE does that with all their old guys. They like all their old superstars. Anytime they 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 come back, or even if they weren't ever there, if they go to that company, they treat them like jokes and crap. It just is what it is. They've been doing that since, like, Dusty Rhodes, Harley Race, um, Barry Windham, you know, because Barry Windham was in WWF at a time. He's a former tag champ, and when he came back, they made him him the Widowmaker one time. Oh, the Stalker, yeah. And then the Stalker (laughs) the other (laughs) time. So, I mean, yeah, so it's like. I'm I'm with you halfway, Kami. I'm not not concerned about AEW and that. What I'm concerned is. I can't see, like, when they do takeovers and the takeovers are good and then they do a, a main roster <sighs> pay-per-view and it's, like, not as good, that's not really an issue because NXT is its own thing. It's on the network, and mm-hmm. most people don't pay it attention anyway. So if you have NXT on USA Network, that gives it more eyes and more people can watch. I can't see NXT being good. Say say we go through another period where Raw and SmackDown are just, like, dull and NXT is, like, just killing them each week that's going to make the developmental brand look better than the actual main shows. I can't see Vince being happy with that. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. It does. It does. It does. It does make sense. I get what you're saying. If Raw is like, eh, SmackDown is, eh, and then NXT this week, it's just, oh, my God, it's freaking ridiculous. You know, it, yeah. it, I get what you're saying, but – you know, it's also a case of, you know, th- this has been happening. Plus the fact that Hunter's is going to still stay. See, that's the one thing that everybody kind of got. Everybody on Tuesday, all Vince, Vince, Vince. And then it came out that Hunter is still going to be in charge of NXT. And, and this, Chris knows I've been talking about this for almost a year now. We're finally at that point, and yes, I'm late to getting there because I thought it would have happened sooner, but Vince is in XFL mode. So, you know, you're going to have – and the good thing is Hunter's probably still going to be at a lot of Raws and, you know, maybe not SmackDown, but he'll be at Raw. So, you know what? The fact that, you know, Hunter can be there and be like, listen, you know, and Heyman and all that, I, I think they'll be able to feed off each other. In a positive way. You know, I don't know what... The one show I would tell you maybe to be worried about is SmackDown. Because, you know, there's not really... You know, Vince hasn't been going to SmackDown for a while. 
you know, you don't really hear a lot about Hunter being there. So it's like, you know. Yeah, and and I'll continue to say what I said a few months ago. I'll continue to say what I said a couple of months ago. Like, I don't watch TV on Fridays. If AEW was on Friday, I wouldn't watch that either. When I was a teenager, when I was in college, I did not watch TV on Fridays. I don't think that's a good day for wrestling. But they're going to move there, and I'm sure they'll do what they can. I'm sure they'll do what they can to make the first show big, but um, I mean, because I, I talked to you about this as well, Kami. Like Fridays, especially because you know, Fridays for the younger the crowd. Night. We talked about that. Yeah, you're going out Friday. Yeah, so you're, yeah. You know, you know what you know, they're I, probably going to look at. You know what they're probably going to look at. I mean, obviously the ratings will be what they'll be, but they're going to look at. Okay, what are the DVR numbers? Because because you can track DVR. You know, yeah, but um, then, so, so you can track DVR stuff. They're gonna look for that, I think, and you know that's what's gonna end up. T- but telling see, this what is the that, thing with with WWE. That's what, what Stephanie was touting WWE being DVR proof, meaning people need to watch it live and more it's and more. It's gonna contradict what she does, what she says. Yeah, right. You so, yeah, because, because you but get that's gonna be the telltale story. Yeah, because you get the advertisers by um, by um, by live. airing live. Not, That's when they get to yeah. see the commercials and stuff. You know, and, you know, mm. they're not banking on. Oh man, I hope you know two million people DVR it. So you know, Saturday morning at nine a.m. when they watch it, they see our product. No, they want you know we have the thirty-second spot, and you're airing it at eight twenty-five. You know, the first commercial break. We want that commercial. You're right. That that that's yeah. gonna be a challenge by a thousand percent. SmackDown is the one I worry about. Um, you know, I know Fox, and you know what? God love them for trying it. You know, I I don't really think it's gonna. I don't know if it's gonna work, but God love them for trying it. They're gonna really try to promote it every week, like just a a major thing, like they used to with UFC, like they would if there was a NASCAR race. You know, a basketball mm-hmm. game, whatever. I mean, good luck with that. I don't know if that is the way to go. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to have a studio show. And, and boy, we'll, I, we got something to talk about with that studio show in a minute. <laughs> you with, know. Yeah. Um, um, so, but, I, uh, yeah, I, I worry but, more about SmackDown than I would – and XP, well, see, to be that's honest the thing with, with you. SmackDown too, because I was um, the thing with the, they, them airing on Fox had some shows that did really good numbers on Fox. It was the Last Man yes. Standing. Yeah, Last Man cool Standing is a monster on Fox on and, Friday. And, and the Cool Kids on Friday night they were doing they canceled yeah. the Cool Kids, and then Last Man Standing they moved to another night. I think that yeah. that's, this is going to be the, its last season, so. It's it's one of those things where WWE has to. There's not even an option. It has to pr- perform at least as good yeah, or better you gotta than both of those what shows on Friday Last Man night. Standing was doing. You have to. You know. Yeah. You have to. You know. Yeah, I agree with you on yeah. that. Um, you know. I mean, we'll see. We'll. You know. I'm sure the October Fourth show will do a monster number. You know, because it's. The first show. And everybody will tune in to watch the first show. Because right. it's also being, you know, the 20th anniversary show. 
which I don't know if I agree with. I don't know if I would have done, you know, them both on the same night. I think Uh you could have probably, you know, done those separate. I wonder if just availability is an issue, and that's why they're doing it both night. Like, you know, oh, you know, we can get so-and-so, but they can only make the one. You know, like, I'm wondering if that's the issue. But me personally, I would have done I would have done them separate I would have done them at separate shows. Uh, and I, th- I think The Rock is gonna be on that first episode of, of SmackDown. Uh, from what I I really do because it's in I don't LA, know. it's in Los Angeles, and used to be in the day that any time they would go to like LA or New York, The Rock would be there when he was when he first became a part timer. Um, yeah, but things things have changed from 2004, 2005 with him. He's a it's a different if the rock animal should, with him. Oh, that's right. Oh wait, we don't we we never established this. Kami, you don't know this. Um, JCD hates right. the rock's guts. Who you, hates you two could probably rock debate guts? about that because Kami loves the rock. <laughs> oh yeah, rock rock is my fave. You need to read something I wrote about two years ago. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. My my love for The Rock is always unfav- unwavering, but yeah, but I he's, do think he's he's garbage. <laughs> this should be a future episode. Okay, let's not let's not blow the bullets yet. We can do this on a later day. We can say this. I want I want to do like an actual debate between KME and JCD about The Rock, but we can do this like later because I want to. We don't want to reveal it for free. We can build this so we can like make it a pay per view or something. I don't know. I don't. All right. All right. So the last part about uh, NXT. This isn't really related to NXT. No confirmations. Uh, I mentioned it at the very beginning that um, because of what you said, KME, and we talked about this last week as well. So with this move, you know, Raw's three hours, and then SmackDown's two hours. That's five hours. So then if NXT moves, then that's seven hours since they're going to make it two hours. So that's seven hours of programming, and then you also have 205 Live, which is one hour. So that's eight hours of programming. And that's not, in count, that's not counting, like, you know, NXT UK. And essentially at this point, as we we're all in agreement, Evolve is essentially an unofficial developmental. So that has started rumors and, and speculations that, you know, to, to kind of – not make it seem as as if like there's too much of one thing. There's there's rumors that they might remove a show, you know, just cancel it entirely. And this week there have been rumors of 205 Live about how 205 might get canned, uh, canceled, and if that's the case, but what, what will happen to the performers there? And so here is my solution for 205. From the very beginning, this was so dumb. I never understood this. They did the Cruiserweight Classic in the full cell arena. They did that because those fans appreciate wrestling. That's what that Cruiserweight Classic was. It was a tournament. And I thought it was so dumb for them to do the Cruiserweight Classic in front of those fans, and then you put the Cruiserweights on a completely different audience on the main roster. A lot of people don't want to hear this. I'm not trying to sound anti-WWE. A lot of fans don't watch NXT. And, and you may be, they don't you, watch it. You may be getting you may be getting what you're saying because one of the right, and hopefully right now what's one right. thousand rumors that are out there is that the cruiserweights might just get incorporated into making NXT fill two hours. And if that's the case, right. that's fine. They they that's should have been there you know from the beginning. From the very you know beginning it should have been an NXT thing. 
mm-hmm. take the Cruiserweight title off the pre-show and put it on a takeover. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, buy, yeah. that's what they should you have done from in. the beginning. Yeah, I agree And what that. you do, right, and what you do, you do what, and I can't believe I'm doing this again. Uh, this is like an indirect thing. I'm going to once again mention TNA because, again, I can sit here for hours. All of us can, especially you, Kami. We can sit here and we can just shit on all the things that TNA did negatively. But another thing that TNA did right, they always do it right. They always did it, and to this day, they're still doing it. The X Division. The whole, yep. it's not about weight limits, it's about no limits. This, this, TNA this was very on, good at transitioning. This popular thing. They mm-hmm. even did it better than WCW. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. much better. WCW yeah, refused to do it. Yeah, that's what, that's, what, that's yeah. one of the things that killed them in the end, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, I, can, but, I can definitely... I can definitely I can understand like as a as a WCW fan during that period of time because I'll be real like I'm a WCW fan but I'll be real guys like Ray Hoovy Ultimo during that time it was impossible but like Guerrero and Jericho could have gone further Jericho could have gone further than a TV title Eddie could have been in contentionship. And when Benoit won it, it didn't matter because when Benoit won it, he was gone anyway. A lot of people don't count Benoit's reign, even though he was technically a WWE champion. He was. Um, he was. They, they, right, he was. He was. He was. They did strip him. They did strip him. So right. That means he was, he was the champion. Right. So technically, he would be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Technically, he would be like what a two-time world champion, the WWE title and the yeah. World Heavyweight Championship. Not technically. Yeah. Not technically, he is. He is. Yeah, he was. There's no technical about it. He he is a two-time world heavyweight champion. There's no there's no getting around that. (laughs) Right. So incorporate the the NXT the the two hundred five dudes with NXT, and this is what I would do. I would do the the I would do for the cruiserweights. Um. Okay. So here's the thing, right? So when the way it is right now, when they do these cruiserweight matches on pre-shows. These dudes go out there and they kill themselves, and nobody cares. We've seen it time and time again. Yeah. They don't care because the fans have been conditioned to not care because these dudes are not featured on anything that's viewed as important. So here's what you do. You're going to incorporate these cruise rate dudes, put them on a 205, put them on NXT, all of them on NXT. That will make the roster bigger, and as you said, it's another way to fill the two hours. So what I do right, is right. – have, as an example, uh, who's the champion right now? Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak's a champion, right? Yeah. Drew Gulak. Or, okay, so as an example, I'm just, I'm just spit-shotting here. This is what I would do going forward. Drew Gulak, I believe, is feuding with – he's in a feud with Oni Larkin. I like Oni. Yes. Cool name also. Yes. Say, say by Survivor Series, Oni, Oni beats Drew. So Oni is a new Cruiserweight champion, and then Drew loses the title. Okay. What I would do – have the Cruiserweight champions defend against other 205 guys and also have them defend against NXT folks who just aren't doing anything at the moment. So, for oh, instance, yeah. Tyler Breeze, Tyler Breeze technically fits Cruiserweight size. And I'm not saying put the title on Breeze, but if you just need a challenger to kill time, have only Lorcan defend against Tyler as a way to add legitimacy to the title. Also, it's a great way to get the Cruiserweight guys over because the fans may not be familiar 
with Drew Gulak, they don't they do know who Tyler Breeze is. So it's a good way to get in the rub. And then when a guy like Drew Gulak, when he loses the cruiserweight title, what you do is once the cruiserweight champion loses the belt, you then transition them into the regular NXT card where they start to fight for the North American Championship. They already fight for the NXT Championship, and they start fighting your NXT regulars. Gulak has had a series of matches with uh, Riddle. They've been been doing that. They, they They had a match or two on NXT. And then they had a match. They had a They had a match at the Evolve show. So they've been right, right. mostly doing that. You know, Oni isn't he part of that tag team with Danny Birch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so they're kind of, you know, they're not doing it probably as much as they could or will, but they they do do that. Well, know? the hope is since they'll be on USA Network, more people will see them doing this because before yeah. a lot of folks just weren't watching, which is just the unfortunate I, reality. I so I, I would do that. that. My, my point is, is that at least it's, it's in place. Even if even right, right. dose, at least it's, you know, it's something they're, you know, they're doing, you know. So I would, well, I would look I mean, them that way. Thing. I will, I will book them that way. So, like, the Cruiserweight champion will defend against other Cruiserweight guys and against other NXT guys. And then when the Cruiserweight champion loses, they just get melded in with the, with the other NXT guys. And then, you know, then, then after that, then they get called up to the main roster so that when they get called up, they're not labeled. And this is the thing that WWE really needs to stop doing, and hopefully they'll do it. When these cruiserweights, once they've gone through the regular NXT process like everybody else, once they get that main roster call-up, they'll just be called up as whoever they are. WWE just has a bad habit of calling folks out as a cruiserweight. Like, Buddy Murphy's having great matches, but they're still making a point to remind you, oh, he was cruiserweight yeah. champion. Stop they, saying they, that. WWE stop stop doing that. They, they, I do agree with that. They do things. Like, even with – I thought the stuff with – Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin with the Busby, like you wouldn't even notice this guy's height if they didn't right. draw attention to it, right? It's like, why do you have to to do that? Because not like Chad Gable is like Ray Mysterio side. It's not like Ray Mysterio. You kind of have to draw attention to his height because, uh, and then uh, um, call out like the fantastical stuff he does. Um, mm-hmm. With someone like a Chad Gable, he's he's not so short to where you gotta constantly remind people he's not eight feet tall or whatever. I think WWE draws a lot of attention to crap that doesn't need that people just normally wouldn't notice, right? Not right until they just brought it to your attention and then you can't see it. All the, you can't yeah, see it you once. Can't, you can't not it, see it. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, you right, can't right. I see it once they draw it to your attention. Like even um, like with um, I'll, I'll go back on subject, but even like with Medusa throwing away that that WWE Women's Title on television, that was a nothing segment on Nitro that nobody really thought twice about. But WWE uh, had not at the time. No, that no was... it was a nothing segment, dude. It was a nothing segment. It happened <laughs> on Nitro when, and then, and then, like I think it was the Fridge or Reggie, um, Reggie um, Wilson. Somebody came out after that, um, 
it was and 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 then Mongo. It was like she threw the title away, and then Mongo introduced his football player friend, and they went to the commercial or the next match. I remember that, and I was like, ah, oh, there's Medusa, <laughs> and didn't think twice about it. And then like on tele, like over the years, they've just kind of turned it into this thing that they constantly remind you that she did, you know, like. That belt was a nothing belt when she had it. They weren't they weren't um, giving it its due diligence. She had a couple good feuds with Bull Nakano and you know whatever. But yeah, I just think WWE's got to stop drawing attention to their the wrestlers' shortcomings. No, I see what you did there. <laughs> I know you didn't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was the uh, pun, in, so, pun unintended. Since we're not since we're not going long today. Can we touch on two things in regards to this NXT thing? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like what, why they're on USA and not FS1. Everyone thinks it's this whole big, you know, crazy batshit story, but basically it comes down to the fact that they didn't want to be preempted for Big East basketball, which is smart. Yeah. Um, You know, that's what I think they would have gotten. FS1 they would have got shitload of that, like the yeah, regional they, they college basketball. Yeah, yeah, they would have gotten preempty for, for. Yeah, they would have gotten preempty for Pac-12 also. Yeah, so, so if, yeah. you know everyone's making this big thing like, oh, Vince did FS1 wrong, or USA kind of swooped in. No, WWE looked at the schedule, and listen, you can't. You're not gonna. You're not going to choose NXT over Big East, Pac-12, ACC, all those individual, you know, financial agreements you have with these different basketball conferences, I mean, across the region. It's smart. You know, so they're going to USA where there's not going to be any Wednesday night preemptions for anything. It's, there's nothing more to that story. It's not the sexiest story. It's not a scandalous story. It just is what it is at this point. Um, you know, and as far as like, oh, you know, what are the ratings going to be? I don't think you're going to get a true idea, honestly, until January. And because, yeah. I, you know, I went over this. I sent this out in the PWP thing a couple, about a month or so ago. Like, the MLB playoff schedule is out. And... Like, I believe it's the American League wildcard game is on a Wednesday. I believe it's on the second. There's a couple of game ones, a couple of game sevens, and then the World Series game one and game seven fall on Wednesdays. So you're not going to get a fair, you know, I mean, AEW or NXT are not going to compete against game one of the World Series. It's just, I'm sorry, it's just, a, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Then after yeah. that, you're basically in November, which, you know, all right, you might get a few weeks, but then you fall right into Thanksgiving, and then you fall into the holidays. That's why I think, like, and this isn't about who's going to beat who. I just think if you want to get a realistic idea as to, you know, if, if you're a ratings person, Okay, um, I 
think you're going to have to give it till like January to really right. get a feel of what these numbers, for the most part, week in, week out are going to be. Now, the one thing, and I've said this to Chris from day one with AEW, and it's still not out there. What are you going to do come April and May and into part of June when the NBA playoffs are on TNT? Those games are on Wednesday night. Now, the NBA games are on Tuesday, no, no, Thursday. No, 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 the TNT games are on Tuesday night. That's why no, they're on the Wednesday No, the regular night. season is. But the playoffs, those game, there are games that run on Wednesdays. The playoffs do not yeah. alternate yeah, like I that. Mean, that's the not regular, that big of a... A bill, but dude. No, so, so this but, is no, how they do the playoffs. Hear me out, okay? Because I, I, I remember this, and I hope things have changed. You had a pregame show, you had the game, and then you had the postgame show. And I remember Nitro airing at like two thirty-five in the morning. Okay, you're AEW. You're hot. You're the shiny new toy. Absolutely. But you're still a baby in this game. You're going to be six months in. You need to have a solid plan in place for these NBA playoff projects. And I'm sorry, but 2.30 in the morning is not a solid plan. I, so the smartest thing so me, is, to me would be, if I was AEW, let me just finish this, and then you can rip it apart. Turner's got like 75 networks. If they can't find one of those networks to move the show to for whatever, two, three, four, five weeks, whatever it is, then that's, that's going to be crucial. Because that's one of the things. You can say what you will about AOL. You can say what you will about this, about that, about Bischoff, whatever. One of the things that killed WCW in 98 was just as Vince was starting to get that Austin momentum, WCW disappeared from TV. They ran that hot show. That It was the show after Spring Stampede. Hogan beats Savage for the title. Nash gets involved. Hall gets involved. Uh, uh, Hart gets involved and turns heel and helps Hogan win the cliffhanger. Hart raising Hogan's hand. Why, Brett, why? The next week, the Bret Hart interview aired at like 1.30 in the morning. Who saw it? Do you remember Conan joining the Wolfpack? No, you don't because it happened at 2.30 in the morning in May. All that stuff between the NWO White and the NWO Red, that happened all during that, like, five-week span. And you had no clue when they finally came back in June, right before the Great American Bash. You had no clue what the fuck was going on because no one knew when these shows were airing. That's my whole point. They need, I hope for their sake, and they've never said anything yet. And I'm, I, I ask Chris, I've been beating, my, beating this like a fucking dead horse but I feel like this needs, especially this early in the process, you need Couldn't to Couldn't they just do it on Twitch, no, like so how Impact this does? Is what I was, so what I was going to say I guess is, you, I mean, you so the way the, the way the NBA playoff schedule works is the ESPN gets some of the games in 
TNT gets some of the games, and, and they split yeah, them in they half. they do it and, by conference. And, they do it by conference. Yeah, TNT, and my whole point is those games are going to run on Wednesdays. It doesn't TNT, follow. The NBA playoff schedule does not follow the regular season TV schedule. Yes, TNT has the games on Tuesdays and Thursdays during the regular season, but those playoff games run almost every no, night. No, no, no. TNT doesn't even have them on Thursday anymore. They have them on um, – their day is Tuesday. They used to have it on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday back in the day. And then once ESPN got um, part of that contract and they, they've left NBC Universal, the NBA, right, once they got on, on, on TNT, T, ESPN gets those games most of those days now. They, they've ta- right, they've taken okay, – But, again, yeah. that's during the regular season. The playoffs are different. No, the playoffs the, – the, the playoffs – so the, with the playoffs, ESPN still gets mo- – when it, when it turns to they, the conference they finals. Conference. Right, conference finals. No, 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 they the don't, not at the beginning. And the not, second round. Not at, the, the, once it gets to the, to the third round, it, they do it by conference. In the first two rounds, they split right. the games in who gets half. A triple header, who gets a double header this night? But my whole point is TNT's going to get games on Wednesdays. TNT's not going to tell the NBA, you can't give us a doubleheader because we because no, they we got can't. Well, on Wednesday TNA night. TNA owns part of uh, – part of uh, has stock in the NBA. So they can they – can, Please don't, they, if, please if, don't if, tell me – do me a favor. Do not tell me TNT is going to protect Cody over the NBA. Do not, no, it's not tell me pro- that. It's not protecting Cody over the NBA. If it's feasible to have a game – that's the NBA is going to tell NBA TNT, night. you're taking the game this night. That's it. AEW is getting preempted. That's it. Cody, Tony Khan, despite what everybody thinks comes out of Cody's mouth, as it's the end-all, be-all of the world. It's not. The well, NBA you got to realize, John, we live in a very post-media no, world today. Stop. No, no, no. This, is, this shit's got to stop with the whole fact that, no, everything will be fine for AEW. It's not. At the end of the day, the NBA supersedes AE fucking You are making a minority report argument. You are arguing something that hasn't happened yet and hasn't really had any okay, popular you know what? proof when that it, does, it is going to when happen. When it does and AEW gets preempted for four weeks, you know what? And NXT fucking put in fucking all the post-WrestleMania stuff out there, and then when no one knows what the fuck's going on with AEW afterwards in June, then maybe you guys will realize what I'm talking about. This is a very... No, what, what you yes, just said, John, happened. that happened but in the 90s. What? That happened in the 90s. We're in 2019. We exist in the world of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. So I don't know anything about sports. That's, that's your guys' area. That's why I have you guys here, because you guys know about sports. So what I do know is that you got to realize that everything the elite has done up to this point has been through the Internet, through the social media, That's YouTube, fine. and stuff. You know. Right, so I think if something happens with a game, they'll probably upload it on YouTube or something. That's what I'm That's guessing fine. they'll do. That's like, fine. You know. That's my whole point. Just have a plan. Just have a plan. That's been my whole mm. point for the last nine minutes is just have a plan and don't let the plan be, oh, well, we'll just air at 2.30 in the morning because – you know, it's us, and everyone will stay up to watch us. Have a plan in place. Those games, I think those history. Wednesday games are going to be on. I think those Wednesday games are going to be on ESPN. 
you're hoping those mm-hmm. games are going to be on ESPN. I think they are. That's I don't, I don't the give difference. a fuck one way or the other. I don't hope for anything when it comes to wrestling. I just think <laughs> that it's going to be yeah, on I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, you know, but Cody's not going to override the NBA. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the sad part well, is, the one I'm thing not that's saying been... you guys, but the sad part is mm-hmm. there are idiots that are part of their fan base, and I'm not saying you guys are, but there are idiots that are part of that fan base that actually believe Cody will have a say over the NBA. <laughs> well, as we get closer to AEW being on TV, <laughs> the one thing that I've been the most curious about, and, you know, like this is what I'm – I'm not necessarily nervous about it because, again, you know, we exist in a world of YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, stuff like that. I noticed that the elite, more so the Bucks, because it's it's really the Bucks' responsibility to reveal this information. Nobody else. I don't I don't hold Kenny, Cody, Page, or anybody else responsible for this. Is uh, as we get closer to AEW TV. Well, yeah, well, I I hold the Bucks responsible for this because this this is their baby. This is their thing. Uh, you know, they got this little thing on being the elite now. They got you know this cool Q and A where fans will ask them questions on Twitter, and you know they'll respond. To the questions and answer them, which is a Maybe cool thing to do. To do. But the I one, just send that question in. <laughs> what are you going to do during the yeah, go ahead. <laughs> just make sure you send the question well, to Cody because well, he, he'll answer that. So the question that well, I want answered, and they've been dancing around it for a while, is what happens to being the elite once AEW TV? And I had to make this point to any fans out because uh, this 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 point is not being made clear because right now, uh, as many people have said, we are still in, in the honeymoon phase because AEW TV has not debuted yet. So to any fans out there who who may not know this, once this takes off, once AEW TV starts on TNT, they're going to be in the actual promotion. Like, this is not WCW, but this is the closest thing to WCW. They will have live events. They will be live every single week. Basically, all the stuff WWE does, AEW will also do. This will not be – this is not an indie promotion. The money – being put in this is a main promotion. And so since they're going to be on the road, since they're going to be traveling every day, we don't have the exact schedule worked out. Cody will give us that when it's time, I guess. But the main point I'm making is they will be traveling more. And because they will be traveling more, the, the reason why they do be in the elite is because most of these guys have been indie. Like, you know, when they were Ring of Honor, when they in New Japan, when they are Ring of Honor, they do tapings, just like NXT does tapings. And New Japan – they do a tour like, like okay, the G1 just ended, right? And now a lot of New Japan wrestlers are on break. They're not going to really be doing anything until, like, September when they start the Destruction Tour. So everything that they've done for being the elite up to this point has worked because of flexible scheduling of everybody, of all parties involved. Once AEW TV starts, that's not the case. They won't be able to do it every week. So they've been asked directly are you guys canceling being the elite? Is being the elite going to continue? And some people are going to say, well, what's the big deal if it gets canceled? There's still going to be AEW. It's a big deal if it gets canceled because being the elite is basically like what got them on the map to begin with because they're different. So if they just ditch that completely and just go complete, like we're just going to be on TV like everybody else, that's going to piss off like a lot of their fans. Because one of the main reasons why the elite is over is because they're different. Being the elite is different. And you know, Zack Ryder, He's the best example of this. You know, KME, you were giving Ryder shit earlier, and I definitely agree Ryder is a jobber, but I will always respect Ryder. You know, He's somebody asked me this question before. Yeah, he, he innovated. You know, if, you know, we always see questions about, like, the Mount Rushmore. Who's on your Mount Rushmore of, uh, of, like, your top four? If we had a Mount Rushmore of the IWC, 
like Zack Ryder would be front and center, and people like people people might say like seriously Zack Ryder. No, I'll give Ryder all the credit in the world because he was the yeah, first yeah. person, not just in WWE. Yeah. He was one of the first people in the business that realized I can use the internet to get myself yep. over. He was so yeah. over. Man, I, and I know you hate his guts, JCD. He was so over. The Rock was in the ring cutting a promo at Madison Square Garden, and he couldn't cut the promo because the fans kept chanting, we want Ryder, we want Ryder, you, you while The Rock was in the ring. You know why ring. that doesn't anger me? You know why that doesn't anger me? Because exactly, he was in the ring and people were chanting for somebody else. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm concerned about, like, the future of, of being the elite. acknowledged it. At least he acknowledged yeah, yeah. it back in 2011. 2015, 2016, he would have kept going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe Ryder was one of the first uh, WWE superstars to get over a million followers on Twitter. I, I think he was he, one no, of the he first. he wasn't one of He was the first. Oh, okay. Well, that's the secret. Everything there you go. The, listen, everything with the <laughs> internet and these, you know, these video shows and this and that, I'm sorry. It all starts with Ryder. Yeah, you know, pretty much. Without Ryder, well, um, there's no... And, and, and to Ryder's of... credit, and to Ryder's yeah. credit, when they wanted to take the show away from him and turn it into what they wanted it to be, Ryder said, no, I'm not doing it. Ryder had the balls to, like, stand up for himself and stand up like, I did this my way, okay, mm-hmm. and it's gotten me, okay, you know, where it got him is always debatable because of how his push went, but... Right. No, this is my baby. I stay true to form. I'm staying true to form on it. This is it. I'm not going to have you guys well, come in and, you know, tell me to change this and tell me not to do that and tell me not to say this and I can't use John Morrison because he's not on the contract anymore. You know, I can't, you know, right. have Dolph Ziggler say this. No, Ryder turned around and said, no, I'll end it. And that's what he well, did. I think uh, well, the reason for the, for the reason why I brought up being the elite is I think what's going to happen is I think they're just going to – I don't think they're going to get rid of it once AEW TV starts. I think that they will use being the elite as a plan B for these sport shenanigans that you two are, you know, having a debate over. Like the time when whatever happened with Neville happened and they just went ahead and uploaded Neville versus Hangman on the AEW account and the yeah. Demi Elite account. Remember when they did that? I that's think fine. I think that's, that's what they'll do. Fine. My whole point is just have a plan, okay? Just have a plan. Learn from history, okay? And, um, you know, have something better than, oh, don't worry, we'll just air the show at 2.30 in the morning. Have a plan. And, and right. you're right, there's so much more platform and availability now than there was in 98. 100%. Turn around and announce in late March, hey, listen, you know, on the following dates, we're going to be on BleacherReport.com, or we're going to be on Fight TV, or we're going to be on, you know, True TV. Because like I said, Turner's got, you know, a million networks now. They didn't have that in 98. It was pretty much Turner Classic, TBS, and TNT. At least now, there's more options. You know, we're going to be on, you know, this whatever, you know, for the following weeks. Just have a plan and that's my whole point you can you know i'm the type of person be preventive okay you know i know it's gonna snow Mm -hmm. i go out and buy salt i make sure my shovels are good i don't wait till it snows 
go to Home Depot and then bitch and moan that there's no salt left. That's my, you know, that's my whole point. You know, okay. and I've seen people on Twitter, and I'm not saying you guys, I've seen people on Twitter, when I bring this up, act like I'm fucking talking something that's fucking batshit crazy. And it's not. It's going to happen. You know, that's my whole point. Another thing we forgot to mention to the listeners is, uh, as far as I'm aware, the NXT episodes will be live, right? So this will be live? Yes. Live, every, every okay. week live. Okay, so they'll be live, and the tapings will continue and full sale. Though I imagine every now and then they'll go somewhere different. I think eventually, and I think, you know what I think is going to happen? And I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I think they're not going to go on the road every week right away, but I could see them maybe when it's big four pay-per-view time, wherever that of whatever, whether it be the Rumble or WrestleMania, Survivor Series, whatever, SummerSlam, I think you'll get NXT from somewhere near where that venue is is for that right, big four right. event. Because remember, the takeover something... into that city anyway. I could see them turning around, and instead of taping the two matches prior to takeover, you'll see them do the episode, you know, whatever, we're, you know, we're in Los Angeles, we're doing NXT at the Staples Center. Maybe not the Staples Center, but something else. You know, we're doing NXT here, you know, this Wednesday. And, and this then is the following uh, Wednesday, they'll be back at full sale. Yeah, this is something that I believe you mentioned a long time ago, KME, on one of the Law episodes with Meltzer and the guys. And uh, to the credit of WWE, uh-huh. when they did that Monday Night War thing, um, they even included the comment from from Vince. Uh, when when Vince saw that Nitro Mall of America show, that was when he was kind of shook, you know, because <laughs> because it's visually yeah. it looked like a you know, it was it was really packed, you know. To any fans who are younger, I, I invite you to go on the network and just just look at a regular episode of Raw from 1995 from any month, mm-hmm. and then look at the very first episode of Nitro and. That first episode of Nitro looked visually looked better than anything yeah. Raw was doing during that year. And I, so I, my I thing always, is, are you on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I always thought WCW was good about that. They would sacrifice like live live box office, but the shows were awesome. You know, like they did that with um, when I used to go to Club La Vila. In, um, mm-hmm. in Panama City, and then with that Mall of America show, just shows like every once in a while. You can't do it every week because you'll lose money doing it every week. But every right, once in a while, those kind of shows are nice, you know. Right. So the reason I bring that up is because currently AEW's done like what four shows, three shows. Like they did. Yeah. They did. They've done like Fight for the Fallen. They did. Um, Double or nothing. Double and or Nothing Fire and uh, and Firefest, Fire right? Now Double or Nothing is is in that Chicago arena, so that was that just looked like a, like every other show, but uh, like but the other two shows visually did look different. So to me, I think that Vince will go in panic mode again. If I don't I don't know where I don't I don't know what the visual set is looking like. Like 
if AEW has these really cool badass see, sets like how WCW used know. to. See, no, see, WCW, you got to remember, though, before they started Nitro, except for, like, really Halloween Havoc, they never really had anything that was, you know, logistically, like, oh, my God, look at that set. It was always pretty much just a dressed-up entrance ramp, you know, a walkway. You know, so I, I think Nitro, yeah, it caught Vince off guard because there really wasn't anything else to go with with WCW. With AEW, and I think they would be stupid not to I – would, I would just assume – I would go for the biggest thing possible. I would assume, you know, the TV set's going to be some sort of all-in, all-out, double-or-nothing hybrid – and I would set my expectations that high and then let them, I'm not saying this derogatory, but let them come back down a little. Versus if you assume that the AEW TV show is going to look like Friar Fest or Fight for the Fallen, then yeah, you're setting yourself up for a major disappointment when they pull this. You've got to assume they're going to have some sort of stage because when they've wanted to get creative for the bigger shows they've done, they, their sets have been amazing. I mean, the, the double and nothing set with the, with the casino chip and the Las Vegas theme was, was cool. Um, All In, you know, was, even though it was just giant video walls, that had a great look to it. You got to assume All Out's going to be even better than that. So why would you assume the TV wouldn't be anything less than, you know, well, this, pretty, this is a, pretty cool and kick ass? This is something that needs to be said, not just for AEW, not just for WWE, but all forms of wrestling. And, and this is something that I think everyone's in agreement in. The one thing that really needs to change, and honestly, of all promotions, the only promotion that I know that really still does this consistently, and, and granted their budget is a lot smaller, is Ring of Honor. What made the Monday Night Wars so good during the 90s was – when the show started, it started off with the theme song. And the theme song was always like, you know, rock, something to get your blood boiling, something to get your blood pumping. Then the show would start, and then you would see pyro and fireworks. Like, it got you pumped. It got you pumped. And, like, mm-hmm. wrestling doesn't do that anymore. Like, oh, like take, let me take WWE, for example. Really, not WWE. Let me just take Raw. So many times when Raw starts, it's like they'll do the then now forever. Right, it'll just it'll just go right into it, or or they'll just show a recap of what they did last week or something, and then it'll just go whatever. I'm surprised they're still doing that because it was a couple of weeks ago, but they they just kicked off. They just kind of redid the opening video package for Raw. Right. They, they tried you know, a little bit, like when the brand split first started again in 2016. Right. They were right. showing the thing. They did that for like a few months, but it never lasted. And I remember, to no. SmackDown's credit, back back in the day when in the first brand split, I forgot what song SmackDown was. It was the one that had like Batista screaming or something. Not the actual Batista, but it was like a cool visual. Like a, it was like, it was like kind of a comic book. They, they had like the picture of Finley smiling, and they turned him like into like a cartoon character, like something out of Spider-Man or something. It was cool, but I, I want to see that. I, I want to see NXT and AEW. Like, if this is really going to be a Wednesday Night War, 
I don't want to see AEW just start. I don't want to see NXT just start. And I understand that Pyro and every show is just, you know, unrealistic by today's standards. But at the very least, I want both shows to start off with their theme song, something to with get something your blood pumping. Uh, I want, yeah. Right, right. I want to see the, I I want to see the camera zoom out. Right, because the cool thing about that. the attitude there yeah, was like, the, the, for, for, right, right. And the cool thing for Raw and Nitro back then was like when the show started, the camera would zoom in, it would zoom out, it would show the crowd, yeah. it would show like people with their signs and stuff. It, it, yeah. it made it you feel like that bigger. Kind of that 360 yeah. wrong with you. I want to touch on one more thing before I got to get off because I think this would okay. literally be the greatest thing in a comical sense that could happen. WWE is going to do a studio show on FS1. We know that. Did you guys hear whose agency reached out to Fox about doing the show? No, what's going on? Oh, well, a certain somebody from Chicago, his agency reached out to Fox directly about him coming on as the host of the show. And I just got to imagine that's got to be a case of whoever in that agency thought this was a good idea, not knowing who the hell CM Punk is. Did you see, this came out yesterday. That Punk's but if agency, that went through, that wouldn't it, if that went through, wouldn't that mean Punk would, like, let's just say he took the idea. Wouldn't that mean he would work for Fox and not WWE? Yes, yes, he would work right? for Fox. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's, okay. it's not that they reached out to WWE. They, they, they reached out uh-huh. to Fox. Because you just see, see, see Fox is with um, CAA, and that's a big um, agency. He's with the uh, Creative Arts Agency, CAA. Yeah. Um, no one there can I, – I believe you. It's just, my God, that's – that's so stupid. I don't. CAA is a is a big time agency. You know, it's. it's uh, That's what I'm saying. Like, how how yeah. do you not not know? Okay, and I and like I said, I understand it's through Fox. I I get that he would not be receiving a paycheck from Vince. I I I understand that. What what but what would be his responsibilities there? if he took the job? He would be hosting the the in studio show. He would be the host. I mean, yeah, that would be really awkward. How do you sit there and say, hey, listen, we need to come up with ideas, you know, for Phil. He's, you know, we want to try to get him into stuff to do. Oh, I got an idea. FS1's doing a WWE studio show. Let's let's, let's keep this any interest and bring it up. And then more importantly, I mean, Punk Punk has admittedly said himself that nobody's really directly gave him an offer. That's kind of what this is. I mean, if he says no, he says no. But I'm just I'm using the man's own words. He he says that no one gives him a direct I'm offer. I don't also know. So from the agency aspect, how do you not know? You know that this might not be the best of ideas. You know, I mean, I mean, I I, I just I thought that was comical yesterday, and it's real. I thought like it was like a gag type. Thing and you know everyone's kind of had it that yeah no this this has happened and I mean exactly what happens if Fox turns around and says listen you know we'll give them you know two million dollars a year you know and we'll you know WWE's basically on board I don't know what 
say WWE would have. I, I don't know. I don't know if WWE could turn around like a Fox. You know, let's play devil's advocate here. Let's say Fox was on board with it. They made him a good offer. He's interested in the offer because it's through Fox, not WWE. Then you go to Vince, and you tell Vince, hey, listen, we've got your studio host for your, your show. Oh, great. Who is it, pal? Oh, it's Phil Brooks. <laughs> How does that conversation go? But then what happens if, you know, like, let's say, like, you know, Punk's in the mindset of, ah, they're not going to want me, want me to do it. You know, but sure, I'll take $2 million from Fox. What happens if Vince turns around and says, okay, no problem. I have no problem with that. I'll sign off on it. But what the fuck would that even look like? Well, it's it's not that unbelievable. I mean, Punk and Vince are still on good terms. They always were. It was really Punk and Triple H. Well, well must be real here. It was Punk and Stephanie. That was the problem. And jokingly, yeah. I've always said, I've always said jokingly, if Punk ever did come back to WWE, it would be SmackDown because Raw is their baby. That was Raw be, is the that main was show. The next, that was going to be my next question. Because yeah, it would be I've, I've, I've always been in the room. At yeah, the problem. The problem is the problem okay, is WWE always wants their hottest act to the, be on Raw. On Raw, right, know, right, like, right. Because okay. whatever, whatever the hottest act is is always on Raw. Yeah, yeah, that that would be a conversation at some point. But I've always oh, jokingly yeah. said if Punk ever did come back, it would be SmackDown because Triple H is on NXT. That's his thing. And, of course, Punk right. wouldn't want to be anywhere near him. And no. Raw, at some point, he would have to do a segment or a story mm-hmm. with, Stephanie with Stephanie or Triple H. But but SmackDown has always, for the most part, been absent See, I, I of the authority stuff. Thought- I always thought if anybody had a real chance to maybe just talk to him, I thought it would be Shane. Right, because you know, Shane not, and Punk have, like, no history at all. They're, they're, there's right, no beef like there. I, like, I thought if someone could turn around and just be like, hey, listen, I'd like to talk to you, you know, just meet with me for an hour. Let's have lunch, you know, and, you know, let's, you know, let's talk about what went on. I always thought it would be Shane. I, I'm not saying Punk would do it, and I'm not saying Punk's going back to WWE at all. Right, 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 right. I, I thought Shane would always be the one that could maybe, you know, at least have a conversation. And, you know, with the Shane Triple H history, Shane would probably be the one who would be able to tell Punk, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, you're, you're right, right, exactly. You know, but for for the sake there, of the future, yeah. though, but for, for the sake of the future, um, it's better off that. Um, I mean, I, this wouldn't happen anyway. But for the sake of the future, it's, it's better. For, for the sake of Kevin Owens, Punk should just not go back to WWE because if, if Punk did go there, then you know Owens would just be he would be tossed to the wayside because of their similarities, which to me are unwarranted. But that's how it would be. Um, the characters you know, come viewed. off similar. Right, right, right. Yeah. The, the, the char- to me, Punk, the, the main difference, right, the main difference between Owens and Punk to me, I've said this for years, yes, they are very similar. They're, they're both very sarcastic. Both Punk and Owens, they don't look like guys That's that the company me. would get behind. Um, you know, they both have a very strong indie background. The, really, the only real difference between Owens and Punk is 
Punk is straight edge, supposedly. <laughs> supposedly. He's straight edge. That's the first difference. And the second difference is... I, 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 yeah, I, I'm, yeah, no, I'm not going to hold joking. him doing a shot with Harley yeah. Race as punk not being straight edge. I've seen people be like, oh, see, he was a... No, I saw people when that story came out a few weeks ago, oh, see, he was a fraud. No, that does not yeah. make you look a fraud. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, right, right. That well, that's too. the first he, difference. He was being respectful. It's not like Punk pounded a bottle or something. You know, I mean. Right. Well, well that's, that's the first difference between them. Like... And the only second difference between I, I see between Owens and Punk, honestly, and some will consider this a compliment, some will consider it an insult. In my opinion, Owens is more willing to play ball. Punk yeah, wasn't. He's willing. I'm, I'm gonna, I, I wanted to say this at some point during the show today, and you just probably a good example opinion. of this. Yeah. Let me, let me, the best example yeah. of this, and this this is not a big deal. This is just this is just wrestling. You see it a lot of times in wrestling when when you are portrayed as a bad guy, especially if you are portrayed as a bad guy who is a champion. At some point, you're gonna do some live promo where you're gonna come out in the ring and you're gonna wear a suit. I know it's dumb. Maybe it's because Flair and the Horseman did it, but it is what it is. Probably the, the the dumbest example of this was I remember specifically, and I know like you defend him to this day, John, but to me it was tacky. Jack Swagger, and to borrow your term, Kami, Jack Swagger was a <sighs> dork. He was a dork, yeah. and he came out in his jockstrap every week. He cashed in on Chris Jericho, and literally the next week, suddenly he's wearing suits. Like there was the transition was so forced. It was so yeah. forced. It was like, I'm a heel now. I'm a champion. i got to wear a suit. Okay. But anyway, be that as it may, okay. the Un- point is, heels do that. Unpopular special number two, the <laughs> unfair treatment of Jack Swagger in 2010. <laughs> right. Well, the point, I remember specifically when Owens, when he won the Universal Championship, he wasn't wearing like a, like a, like a dressy suit, but... He was wearing like the kind of suit you see somebody wear like at a really nice F and B place. You know the he fancy was one. He was U.S. champion and he got moved to, and he was on SmackDown. He wore right, 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 right. Few weeks. He right, right. He wore the suit. Right, right. He wore the suit. So he was a heel, even though it wasn't really Owens. He he admitted it on Twitter that wasn't really him. He went ahead and he played ball. But when Punk was champion, they told him to wear a suit, and Punk was like, "Fuck off." Now. That's fine. Yeah, the problem is, yeah, tell, that, tell that story the right way, though. The problem is he told the okay. wrong guy to fuck off. He right, 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 right. He told the wrong guy to fuck off. And the weird thing is, I remember specifically, like, when he was the Ring of Honor champion, like, because to those that don't know the story, uh, his Ring of Honor contract was expiring. And, you know, he had a match That's with Austin me. Aries, that I believe. And. Oh, okay. Like stuff well, it's not me. I don't know what that is that we're picking up. I oh, heard I'm... like a truck backing up and something else. Yeah, that That's was not me. me. Uh, that was, oh, that okay, was that okay. truck backing up was me. I was get. I I, I should have used my soundproof microphone, but um, I, I didn't <laughs> oh, no problem. expect that. No, it's okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, because there's a running joke when people listen to these shows. Because when we do the shows, there's times I'm home with my kids, this and that, and there's a running joke like, oh yes, I I love the sound of you know, JCD's baby in the background. So that's why I get overly right. defensive when something actually isn't me. <laughs> well, this is, well, this is random. And I just want to use this opportunity to display 
my random nerdy wrestling knowledge, which is like fucking well, useless wait, otherwise. But at I, least I it'll... just want to bring something up, and, and I'm gonna hop off after this. And and Sorry. you using Punk and Kevin Owens, especially Owens' willingness to play ball, ties me into it. Daniel Bryan is officially everything CM Punk wanted everybody else to be. Okay. In the sense of, oh, we got to get this guy over. We got to get that guy over. Give this one a shot. Okay, well, we want them to work and beat you. Oh, no, 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 not, not me, not me, not me. Daniel Bryan, especially this week after with Buddy Murphy, he is officially everything Punk wanted everybody else to be. Punk did put people over. He just didn't do it directly. He did not. I think you're you're very old school. You're thinking when you're saying put people over, you're saying go out there in the ring and put folks over. Punk did put people over. He just did it in his own way. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's not even about me being old school. At the end of the day, that's what matters to people. How many times do we hear the word buried because so and so lost to whoever? Okay, you know, so you you know, people can't say that. But then turn around and say, oh, well, just because of the simple fact he was in the ring with him, that, you know, he got him. Because if that's the case, Cena got the entire Nexus over in 2010 just because they shared a ring with him. That doesn't, there's got to be a payoff to it. To me, the best example of, 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 the best example of Punk's subtle way of putting people over, I'll never forget this because people were upset about this at the time, was you know, in the WrestleMania 29 wasn't good. I'm not going to spend time shitting on Mania. But I remember Cesaro was, was U.S. champion. And before Mania, he lost the belt, I believe, to Kofi. He lost the belt to Kofi. Um, and Maybe. the hope was that, that he would defend the title at Mania. But Cesaro was not on the card. He wasn't on the card. And when they did the, the Mania conference thing, where they get all the no, people no. for the matches... Uh, yeah, 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 he wasn't. He wasn't. No, he wasn't on the car. Right. When they did the conference thing, they had Rock, they had Cena, they had Vince, and they had Punk. And I remember Cena, Rock, and Vince Punk, were all well, wearing didn't suits. Punk, didn't Punk wear like a Cesaro shirt? He did. He did. He did something? wear a Cesaro yeah. shirt. Right, and that that was his way of saying this is bullshit. Cesaro should be on the card, which is true. You know, now did he go in the ring and did he put Cesaro over? No, but that's not his fault. I mean. I can't, I can't hate Punk for that, but I just thought that was cool because Punk didn't have to do that. He wore a Cesaro shirt as a way of protest. I, I, and I'm sorry, and, and you know, I'll, I'll stand by this, and I know it's shitty that I'm hopping off after this, but if you would have went to Punk with that Buddy Murphy storyline, Punk would have thrown the only fucking temper tantrum. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He would have. He would have. Punk would not have done for Buddy Murphy what Brian did the other night. I'm sorry. I don't know about all that, but you can feel that way, man. I don't know. I, I, you know, you know. I mean, you heard Punk. I mean, you heard Punk. He was the one that walked up to Rusev, you know, at the last match he had. Rusev told him he didn't want to do anything, and Punk was like, no, do something to me. You'll get over. Punk was willing to do something for Rusev, and Rusev was, like, all shy and shit. And that might be why Vince doesn't like him. I, I don't know. I know this is, like, really off topic, but Punk literally said that Rusev saw Punk. He knew that Rusev, he knew, he, Rusev knew that when he was coming out, that Punk was going to be in the ring with him. And 
Punk was explaining to Rusev that I'm going to be the biggest guy in the ring, like name-wise, you should do something to me. And Punk wrote in detail saying that Rusev was nervous because he thought that Punk wouldn't want to do shit with him. And Punk was like, no, do something to me. No, I, I, I agree with that. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why I got so, oh, set up so bad, get so upset about it. But I just go back to that period where Ziggler, Ryder, Ryan, and all he did was bitch and moan about those guys. But all he did was always go over those. Like, I, I don't know if it would have would have killed Punk to put Brian over at some point. You know, I know they were feuding. Punk, Brian didn't even get like a tag match win over Punk. That like, wasn't his fault though. That's how he was booked, dude. You're, you're acting like Punk has like creative power. He didn't have creative power. Vince was the one who chose to go over. Punk said himself it was dumb. For the sh- remember he had the three on one with Shield and he won, and Punk said that was stupid. So like I don't yeah. get it. Like you you talk like he's Shawn Michaels from '95. <laughs> Punk didn't have that kind of pull, dude. At least I don't think he did. I don't believe so. I don't I don't believe Punk I, had I that pull. I, I I yeah, but there's also part of me, and maybe maybe I'm giving Punk too much. There's part of me that thinks you're the WWE champion. You've had a reign of God knows how much. The company pretty much bent over backwards at the 11th hour during a pay-per-view to get you re-signed. I'm sure you, at the time, you might have had some stroke to get into somebody's ear to say, let me do this. And my problem with Punk is, and, and you know, is, okay, you, you say this was stupid, that was stupid. Did you even ask like I would, I wouldn't be so hard on Punk if Punk would turn around and be like, "Listen, I went in there and I said, you know, no, the Shield, I should eat a triple power bomb and the Shield should pin me," and they said no. Do we know that happened? No, we don't. I'll admit that. But short of you know that happening, then you can bitch and moan all you want after the fact. But what did you do to try to do something different? That's my. Hey, opinion. I'll always say and this, and I I told this to KME years ago. At least Edge and Jericho went up to Cena and said, this is stupid. You should be putting these guys over, okay? I, know, I think, no, no offense, JCB, I usually, I usually like see where you're coming from most of the times. I think your dislike for Punk blinds your logic because there's an interview that's on Talk East Jericho where Big E admits that he was going to be sent back to developmental, and Big E admits that Punk stood up for him and said, no, let me work with Big E. Remember? Remember when Big E had a few matches with Punk, and then after that, all of a sudden, Big E was in the Intercontinental Championship picture? That was Punk. He saw Big E and said, I want to work with him. So Punk chose to work with Big E. Now, did Big E beat Punk? No. But that gave Big E TV time. And after that, Big E started getting used. And then, you know... You know what? And, and, hey, it's like I said said five minutes ago. Maybe I'm focused on those three that he always threw out there. Ziggler, Brian, I think so. Ryder. But you know what? You're right. Now that you mentioned, you know what? You're right. I, I could see that. Maybe and, Punk did a little more. And I know you remember this one, KME. I, I know, I know, I know KME remembers this one. The one that I'll never forget, and this wasn't like Bret Hart or One Two Three Kid or anything. I'll never forget this. I specifically remember Punk having a match with Darren Young of all people, and the match went like ten minutes. Punk against Darren yeah. Young, and it was like, oh, I don't even know why the match happened. 
And technically, there was a story there because, you know, in the shitty NXT days, if you recall, Punk was Darren Young's coach. And I remember in the match, um, Punk well, even well, allowed Darren to hit his that finisher. Was, yeah, but that was the whole story, that Punk was straight edge and Young was like this Miami party guy and Punk didn't approve of that. That's what, that's what the story was. Right, 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 right. It, it was as simple as that. No, you're you're right, and like I said, you know what you want. I think what you're looking for, I, I think what you're you looking for is you're looking for that moment for Punk to put over a big name, and it never came, and you're kind of triggered by it, you know. And I and I will I will admit that because for me, like Punk was champion for 434 days, but what always bothered me about Punk's reign is that he never really fought. There were a lot of there were a lot of noticeable names during Punk's WWE Championship reign that he never fought. Like, for instance, for whatever reason, he never fought Orton. Why? That could have mm-hmm. been a great match. That never happened. He never fought Christian. Why? I know Christian was hurt for a bit, but there was a period of time when he wasn't hurt. They never did that. He never fought Cody. Cody was on the rise back then. He never fought Barrett. All Barrett was on the rise back then. Smackdown. All those guys were on SmackDown. That's the problem. I guess. But I see what you're saying, though. Like, a lot of the big, notable names, for whatever reason, Punk didn't work with them during that time. I think the biggest name he worked with was was definitely I know he worked with Cena, obviously. Cena, before, yeah. I know he worked with the Rio and Miz. And Cena put, uh, Cena he put did. him over the only time Cena went over on him was that match for the number one contendership on Raw, which was a great match. Right. And that was the match right, that right, should have right. had a non finish to set up the triple threat. That was the only time Cena went over him. Punk Yeah yeah you're right. You're went right. over Cena. You know, he, you know, and that, that's maybe, that's part of it too. Like, it annoys me that Punk gives Cena a lot of shit, but Punk forgets what Cena did for him a lot. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to keep you. Did you have anything to say? When you scale past the, the three that, you know, and I'm sorry, but in those cases, I am right. When you scale past those three, you're right. You know what? There are instances where I, he I, did do for guys. Where, where I, I feel not before so you go, I feel like one, if two, three, I feel like if uh, Punk had stayed, like if he hadn't left before, while he did, uh, maybe you'll agree with this, maybe you won't. Uh, going back to 2014, if Punk had stayed, I feel like two people that would have benefited would have been Bray and Cesaro, because Bray needed something after that Cena lost. He was never the same. He did yeah. get some momentum back, but he was never the same after the Cena loss. So I feel like Punk would have worked with Bray. That would have helped Bray. Punk would have worked, would that have, Punk would, would have worked with Cesaro. Would that have, right, in Cesaro, because Cesaro, he was doing the and whole I Paul Heyman guy I thing. Think, I do think Punk would have turned heel, and if he didn't get hurt, probably would have feuded with Brian, and then he would have put Brian over. I can admit that. Right, right, right. Right. So, right. All right. Outside I'll of that, though, I, I can't week. see anything. Okay. Well, what about you, Kami? Do you have anything to add, or, or like, how do you do you think that Punk was like a selfish guy, or, or nah? Um, kind of. Like, I thought he was as selfish as he needed to be in that company, right? I thought, I thought, you know, he he was protective of his spot, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, right? I mean, so was Austin. No one gives him shit over yeah, it. Yeah, Austin was like you know? that. Everyone was like that. The Rock was like that. Like, that's, that's mm-hmm. just how yeah, you have yeah. to be in that company. Yeah. Because they will 
ask you to do stupid things. Hmm. Well, we've yeah, pretty much uh, exhausted so. any, all, all the topics today. Unless you wanted something else to talk about in the time we got left, or you know, wasn't sure if you were busy or anything. Well, I did kind of wanted to touch on that WWE podcasting network thing that they're supposed to be starting. Um, okay. When is it? When is it starting? Uh, WWE podcasting network. Um, I just, I don't know. That was just uh, ridiculous to me. Um, I mean, it's not going to have that Rosenberg guy, is it? I'm sure. So here's the thing with that, that and that's kind of what I wanted to touch about. Um, I don't understand how um, them latching a podcast network um, is going to um, – I think they're going to have all the shills, like like the uh, yeah. Rosenberg. Not Sam, right. uh, all those cats. Uh, maybe Arna mm-hmm. O'Cal will come back. Well, I don't. I think he's kind of on an outs forever. But so you think it's going to be like um, more propaganda on their part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what the um, yeah, article yeah. says. It says Endeavor Audio, Endeavor's Audio First Entertainment Studio, and WWE, a global media, blah blah blah. Um, Plans to launch a WWE podcast network with several focus soup series. Like, I don't that's that's really why they got rid of Austin because Austin was just he was too real in his podcast. He right, asked yeah. the real serious questions, and and that made you know them uncomfortable. They they want to they want you. It's um, well, <laughs> this might offend some people. They're gonna Fox News it where they'll ask questions, but the questions will be within their. They'll ask what they right, feel comfortable yeah. answering. You know what I mean? It's not going to yeah, be like a 100% no holds bar kind of thing. Yeah, because that show with um, with uh, Rosenberg and JBL was so horrible. Um, that was bad. It was just – That was risky, was too. Just, that, that was dumb. That was dumb. The thing, yeah. I, the thing about that that was dumb was I remember uh, he tried to propaganda the Roman thing, and I remember yeah. he foolishly said stuff like um, – if you don't like it, don't watch it. And I remember that was like, I think like two weeks before Wrestle Kingdom, and that was the one where Jericho was fighting Omega. And I remember saying to myself, like, what a dumb thing to say. You're basically inviting fans to check out the competition. And I remember that one Wrestle Kingdom where Omega fought Jericho. That was, I forgot the exact number. It's been a while. But I remember like New Japan World, saw a big increase of uh, subscribers, specifically just to see that match, because they want to see Jericho fight Omega, and I just thought that was a really dumb thing. To Like, there's, you, like if you want to be an idiot and you want to tweet and delete, fine, but don't say that like on a live show. <laughs> if you don't right, like, don't yeah. watch. <laughs> that's, that's stupid. Yeah, like, Rosenberg is dumb. Like my, yeah, like my problem with WWE was um, back in those days, too, is, is like with the Rosenberg JBL show, it's like every single topic they were defending WWE. It was, um, I remember it was, uh, there's this one thing in particular that really got on my nerves where they were defending some kind of WWE fuckery. It was basically mainly JBL defending it and Rosenberg pretending to have a counterpoint. It, it was stupid and worthless. Like that's, the people that listen to wrestling podcasts aren't trying to hear 
WWE be defended all day. They want wrestling news. They want to hear, you know, what's going on in WWE. They want the backstage stuff. They want to hear, you know, the gossip, so to speak. They want they don't they, they don't just want to hear a bunch of fluff being defended. Um, and then, you know, of course, that stuff what um, that JBL did with uh, what's the guy's name? Um, uh, I can't. Why am I not thinking? Mauro Ranallo. The stuff they did with, mm-hmm. with that guy, you know, it's like this. Like they need to not get in the podcasting game. I, I can't think of one WWE podcast that I would listen to. And if Austin went <laughs> to the WWE podcasting network, I'd stop listening to that. I wouldn't listen to it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess it can. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. So that's that's pretty much yeah. why. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in full agreement with you there because, and oh, the, the cool thing about Jericho is like, you could, you could, you could see Jericho changing his tune as the years went on because for so many years, Jericho was like, I'll never work for anybody but Vince McMahon. I'll only ever work for WWE. I'll never work for anyone else. And, you know, he was always so, um, you know, he would defend WWE like to a point, but like just as the years went on, you could just see him getting more and more comfortable, more lax, and, and now he's kind of at the point where he just kind of, like, doesn't care. He's like Austin. Yeah. He's like Rock. He's like Batista. He's at the point now where he's just going to do his own thing, and then WWE can't really do shit. Because they know they still, because they know at some point, hey, you know, he can come back and he can do good business with them. So that's kind of cool. You know, I like I like guys that stand up for themselves. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I uh I mean, I guess I'll give their first episode a listen, but if it's if it's the Rosenberg guy, I'm I'm yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I like that guy very much. Like, and I still like Cheap Heat used to be a good show until he started working for WWE. Now I can't really listen to them anymore because yeah. yeah. And he says he he doesn't he he hasn't worked with them for a while, but he still like snick sneaks in these like. Comments where it's like that other dude, you know. You you and Ronnie joke about him all the time. The, the, I can't think of the guy's name. He started. Oh, okay. He started like. Right, right, right. It's like. Yeah. It's like it's like you can get hired by any podcast could potentially get picked up by WWE now, and it's like when people become aware of that, when they become aware that they're on the radar, they start they start kissing butt in hopes that they can get yeah. a job. <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. You can kind of tell. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I I just can't listen to any any uh, podcast on that network. So I just don't I just don't think they that they're gonna uh, be good. You know, I just think it's gonna be you know just a you know WWE a WWE kiss ass fest, and you know that's not something mm-hmm. I can do. You know, like yeah, even yeah. with fat ass Mark Mark Madden, you know I didn't really <laughs> like his WCW <laughs> podcast, but he at the, at the very least it wasn't a show where he was just kissing WCW's ass. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right, yeah, Kami, we appreciate you having in, man. Thanks for coming in uh, this week and helping out the show. All right, thanks, man. I'll uh, catch you guys on, around the way. All right, thanks. All right, guys, that was an episode of Unpopular, and we will see you guys next week. Don't forget, next week we got all out. We got the NXT TakeOver UK, and we got the New Japan World Quest, lots of wrestling. Everybody have a good week. Stay hydrated, and whatever you do, 
Uh, if you run into Sony, just bomb them until we get Spider-Man back. All right. Later, guys. Peace.